0: You're listening to the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. I got all the answers to your questions. I'll be the teacher, you could be the lesson. I'll be the preacher, you be the confession. I'll be the quick relief to all your stress. All right, thank you for joining us here on the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. My name is Nolan Schoenveld, alongside my co host, Jake Peach. Uh, thank you for joining me here tonight, Jake. How's your day?
1: Day's been good. Been um, busy. Hey? Go- going well. I mean, it's busy, uh, which is always good and bad. Obviously, you want to um, be ha- have a productive day. <laughs> um, I have a few things that, like, I wake up in the morning, and they're called my like big three. I call them. Or if nothing else got done in this in this day, these three things are going to help me move the needle in the right direction. Did you make your bed? Uh, I did make my bed. That's the first thing that I've been doing um, for the main reason because I'm training that. clients online now right. or virtually. Um, and my bed's in the background. So it's more so... Um, um, a cleanliness thing of my clients more so than actual habit that I've truly built. Yep. Um, but you can look back and say, I didn't accomplish my big three. I can look back and say, Hey, I accomplished my first task of the day yep. of making my day or of making my bed. And I can lay my head down at night knowing that I at least did accomplish one thing. It's
0: a great attitude to have. Uh, not a lot of people have that. I don't, I don't think I even have that, uh, but that's just, uh, I mean, I do my things, but definitely not that strategically, so it's good for you. Yeah,
1: so I am hoping that um, this is day, today's Wednesday, this is day three or four of making my bed straight, so hopefully I'll, before I know it, I won't even have to think about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I write down every time I wake up, that's my one, that's my one thing. Every day I know that I woke up, and then I do that. So. What do you mean
1: by you, you like, write it down? I write it down in a book. That you woke up?
0: Yep. Yeah. That I woke up, what time I woke up, mm-hmm. and then anything, Your first thoughts? Anything that happened. Yeah, first thoughts. Like, I think that's awesome. Because then, yeah, because then I have anything written down there. At least it's in the book. Uh, you
1: mind if I go on a little tangent about that? Yeah. Um, so the first thing, um, with just in the age of social media, cell phones, tablets, computers, um, it is really easy to roll over in bed as soon as your alarm clock goes off and go right to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. whatever it is. Um, and the first thing you do is fill other people's thoughts in your brain. So I absolutely love how more days than not your first thoughts are your own thoughts and you lay in your own thoughts or you write down your own thoughts. Um, I think that that can take you a long ways, especially kind of with your entrepreneurial kind of trait or mindset. Um, and we, that's even another story where I think a lot of people are looking for new things rather than looking for something that's already created and making it better. Yeah. Um, but that's another topic. But I, th- I love how you're in your thoughts and you don't let Instagram or Facebook tell you what your first thoughts of the day are. And I've almost gotten in a routine where I work 10 minutes from here and my car ride in the morning when I work in the mornings I don't listen to the radio. I just let myself be stuck or lost in my own thoughts because it's so easy with music, podcasts, whatever it is, to always have information going in your ears, in your ears, in your ears, where it's like, hey, like, let's be bored for 10 minutes or let's just get lost in our thoughts for 10 minutes and just kind of see what we think of. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we're always just looking for something, reading something, listening to something. That, I, short, long story short, I love how you write down your thoughts before other people's thoughts creep in.
0: That's a really good point. Uh, I, do, I do find myself getting into um, social media though in the morning. I do I do, do it because uh, my phone's in my bedroom. Sometimes I'll just literally put my phone away, put it like downstairs, and that way I'm not touching it. Uh, but you know, there's just the excuse is, oh, my phone's my alarm clock just buy a freaking alarm clock. Man. Yes. Like, you know, like I, if you don't have an alarm clock in your room, just buy one. It's, it's a simple excuse. Um,
1: a virtual detox is one of the best yeah. feelings. And I know you've, you did something kind of like that a couple weekends ago Yeah. Yep. where like, I mean, I don't do it. I haven't like, done yeah. it to that extent, yeah. but like when I work in facility, as soon as I get home, I take my Apple watch off. I put my phone in the drawer, my Apple watch is with it. And I spend at least 30 minutes after my, my shift, like yeah. digital free or social free. And it's like, this is also another 30 minutes where I can just be lost in my own thoughts. Right. Look outside, see the birds chirping, the wind blowing, the person next door cutting their grass, right, right. like waking up to the sunshine. Like everyone's looking for this next extravagant moment where it's the little things in life that really make it a good life in my opinion. But yeah. that's just my getting lost in my thoughts.
0: Yeah. That's your own perspective. <laughs> right. Oh, I really like that. Then, uh, a couple weekends ago, I did do that. I took my phone, basically, and I said... I was sick of all this coronavirus stuff. I didn't let... You know, I was just fed up with it. I had a busy week at work. And I just said, taking my phone, turning it off, putting it in the house, and I'm leaving to my lake house. And I left my phone here, and I've never done that in my life before. And I applaud you for that. Dude, that was the hardest thing to do. Like, honestly, not having your phone around with you is literally... You you were attached to it. Yes. And you don't even know it. And until I got back I picked up my phone and like turned it on to make sure there weren't any messages but I texted people before I said mm-hmm. like just so you know for the weekend I'm getting rid of my phone I'm leaving it here if you need anything you know where I'll be and there's mm-hmm. a telephone there that you need to call like it's an emergency yeah. you can call me and there wasn't anything to do with my lake there wasn't tv <laughs> there was like everything's turned off so I built a baseball rack. It's nice. And uh, it's got like a coat hanger on it and everything like that. And it's like an art project. So I just spent time doing something other than what I would be doing at work and everything like that. Huge detox moment. Huge like kind of change and, and shift. But I think I'm going to be doing that more often than I, when I go yeah. to my lake house anyway.
1: Yeah. And like you and I have even been doing a little bit where if we go out and hit golf balls, like I leave my watch and phone here. We yeah. go out for a rollerblade. I try to leave my phone and watch yeah. here where it's like we're, we are attached because it serves as our computer, it serves as our landline, it serves as our business. Yeah. It serves. It's multifaceted, which is amazing, yeah. but then it also just overwhelms you at times where you feel like you're always working, you're always stressed because someone's always sending you something yeah. or you're looking for more information, which is good and bad. All those things are good and bad. There just has to be a fine line of letting go.
0: Yeah. And I think when we're building our businesses now, uh, like you said, these are... like. I get all my emails on my phone and I get them on a computer too. But if I need to respond to somebody quickly, I can do that like instantly and getting something done instantly is a really good, like it it gives you that chemicals in your brain that says it's done. Like I can check it off my list and that feels really good. Uh, I really like the idea of just allowing myself to like get stuff done now that I have my phone, Mm -hmm. but then to like, let's say a client reaches out to me and I don't respond all weekend. Uh, i am gotten so used to Just doing, it. doing it that quickly that it's, it's hard for them. So then I have to explain like why I do that. Mm-hmm. Let's use a baseball uh, example for this. So, <clears throat> if I was a baseball player and I needed to take swings with my teammate and my teammate said, hey, uh, can you go in an hour? Alright, yeah, I'll go in an hour and I go hit baseballs and let's say we go for that hour and I don't have my phone, I leave it there but my coach calls me and he has expectations for me to pick up my phone and something needs to get done. And he's like, where were you? I'm like, oh, I was hitting baseball. Okay, well, that makes sense. But nobody is, he, he's not going to be upset because I didn't respond to him right away. Unless it was so urgent and I was supposed to do something and I forgot about it. Like that's that, that's that level of organization that you just have to have. But if you release from that and you explain yourself on why it was happening, I mean, I feel like that's an okay example, but I could come up with something better too. I mean, you don't you need know. to
1: respond to people immediately. No. Um, I've almost came to a thing called batching, um, which I do it some days, some days not. But like higher up, kind of managers, like our CEO and stuff, where they will literally have time frames for everything that that they do in life. Now, obviously, this doesn't equate a whole ton to a college baseball player, but hey, like I'm only answering emails from 2 to 4 p.m. every day. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, like, I'm not answering emails because then it feels like you're always having to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've had that buildup on your shoulders of, like, you're up from 6 a.m. and you don't go to bed till 11, and you're always responding to something. You're always doing something. And then sooner or later, you just get wore out because it seems like you're always working, always working, which, I mean, it's good and bad that you're responding to people in a proactive manner. But, like... Things can wait.
0: Yep. No, that's a good point. Things can wait. They just, I think there's an expectation in my business that things have to be done instantly, and uh, especially because uh, it does need. There are some things in our business that well, need to be done instantly, and you have to be available, and and uh, that's why you have coworkers and people to do that with. You can't just rely on yourself. And I think that's been especially important, especially if you think about teammates, for example, in a baseball setting. I'm um, trying to use that as much baseball as I can here. How do you allow your teammates to, you know, be behind you if you can't get something done? So, you know, runners on first and second, your job is to get them over, it, you, you bunt them over. Y- you're not trying to get them in, you're just trying to get them in that position so your teammate can pick him up. So uh, I think that's an example of, like, getting something done instantly. You're trying to score a run in a baseball setting, Right but I can only do this one thing. I can only get the bunt down. It's a game of jobs, right? I can only get this bunt down and finish this play. And if I do my job, the next guy is expected to do his. So he's the one who's going to get that run in. Like, okay, great. That's the point. Um, But very, very long tangent to where we're kind of going. And I like it. So we'll keep going with it. Um, (laughs) What would you say as far as if we're talking about being on our phones and being uh, so engaged in that work, how does that relate to college baseball in your, in your mind?
1: I mean, we can probably say the same thing where it's like, hey, if you are going to go have deliberate practice, I think I've said this before, I think there's a difference between practicing yeah. and having deliberate practice. And I think if someone wants to have deliberate practice, whether that's infield, outfield, pitching, hitting, like there needs to be a complete attention to detail, not a, hey, I'm going to take my round, I'm going to go back to my cell phone and text my girlfriend, text whoever it is, like, no, like during this twenty minutes, during this forty minutes, during this five minutes, like my attention to details on my job. And sure in practice, my job is to whatever my overall objective today is. Maybe that's I literally I have every single round I'm taking six and my goal or job is to square up four of those six ground balls or excuse Mm -hmm. me, four four of those six balls off of the machine. Or I take 30 ground balls of the day, I'm completing 29 of those 30 Mm -hmm. rather than like, Hey, I'm going to batch it out for terms of like, Hey, I'm going to do five ground balls. I'm going to go back and send some text messages Mm -hmm. where I think it's just the focus on the, where am I, what is my job and what am I trying to accomplish?
0: How does technology play uh, a role in your life today versus when you were in high school? Like what's the difference?
1: Dramatically different. Um, I mean, in a baseball realm, the only really technology I used was with what I learned from the Hamlin coaches since I trained with them since I was a sophomore in high school. But you basically just taking video analysis. Like I had no idea how to look at other people's swings. I had no platforms to listen to other baseball coaches or listen to you and I like podcast. I'm sure there was podcasts, but it wasn't like a big platform of knowledge, um, So, sure, we can backlash technology all we want, but hey, you can use this to your advantage to a hundredfold Mm -hmm. because you can go out and you can watch Miguel Cabrera swings all day, every day if you wanted to, and you can pick up on one thing from Ken Griffey Jr. and add it to yourself. You can pick up one thing from Derek Jeter's lower half playing shortstop that you couldn't have five, six, seven years ago because of Twitter and Instagram and Mm -hmm. Facebook. Um, so obviously using it wisely and taking these professional athletes and making it a combo of what you already bring to the table. Um, but then, let's say, using it wisely and still jumping in and doing it yourself. So obviously your body is going to move differently than, ever, than Miguel Cabrera's. Mm-hmm. Like your hip range of motion, your low back flexibility, how strong you are all plays a role in your swing mechanics and the kinetic chain. Um, but you can still pick up little kind of things, we'll just say in simple terms, from all these great athletes, all these college athletes, all these division three schools that are posting practices online. You can get a true kind of vibe or culture feel of Division three, Division two, Division one, Jucos around the nation, just based off their Twitter account these days.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no excuse not to understand information anymore because there's so much of it. Um, My dad always used to tell me, uh, man, I wish I had what you had when I was younger. I would have been so much better. Well, now I look at it and I'm like, man, I wish I had what these kids had because I would have been so much better. If I was looking at YouTube when I was 16 years old, man, I would have been so much better. But you have to work with what you have. Like In reality, what we have now seems so much more sufficient and there's so much more out there. Because it's like that compounding effect where there's more and more So and how more. much
1: better do you think the game will be, say Division Three Mayak baseball in fifteen years yeah, compared to me. when yeah. compared to when you played though, like do you think it's really gonna increase that much? Uh, or is technology going to possibly hinder our ability to improve?
0: Well, it's not like the human body is capable of throwing hundred and forty miles an hour. So if you're saying that like pitch speed's gonna go up and all that different stuff, probably not, like Major leaguers are probably going to be able to cap out, I don't know, maybe. I could be wrong here in talking in 15 years. But major leaguers are probably going to be able to cap out 104, 105. Like, maybe. Do I know that? No. And Jake's looking at me right now like I could be way <laughs> wrong. But, like, if you're looking at a Division III baseball, lover, there's no excuse for these kids to get better because of the technology out there. And universities now have so much access to information and whether they're funding it through a baseball program or not. Um, there should be programs for each university to have and everything like that. And that's getting more into it in depth into program and culture and things like that. But there is no excuse for a program in 15 years to not be advanced from where they are now. And if they are and not getting better, um, I think our athletic director talked about it. Those people aren't the right fit and they will leave. Just like if you were a baseball player and you're trying to find the right fit college or university, y- you have to be the right fit at that school. Otherwise, it's not going to work out for you. For the coach for everyone else so it's it's a matter of these schools finding the right pieces to their puzzle in order to fit it all together and that talent just goes it shoots up you look at it at our at our year especially when we were uh i was a freshman you were a junior right 2016 yeah that was the year that our talent just shot up and we were super, we seemed like the most talented team in the world versus the year before we didn't have anybody different except a couple little puzzle pieces, but those ad, those added puzzle pieces made us that strong, much stronger. So,
1: yeah, I mean, as 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 much of success you and I had in, in the college ranks, like we wouldn't have fit in at other Division three programs, no. and we wouldn't have had the success or the right. quality of experience as we had. Attending Hamlin University. Right. Like, sure, there's other universities within the Monarch that I could have told you that were very similar to Hamlin that I probably would have had a very similar mm-hmm. experience at. Mm-hmm. But I can also tell you a handful of schools that if I would have stepped foot on campus as a freshman, I wouldn't have made it or I would have transferred or I just would have had a, mm-hmm. a dull experience. Yep. So it's more picking, picking the school, picking the culture, pitching or picking the coaching staff are all very, very important things. And more important things than just saying, hey, I play Division Two baseball because I want to have that D2 next to my name right. or whatever that is. It's, hey, let's find a university, whether that's 1, 2, 3, JUCO, that I am just going to fit in at because it fits who I am as a person, my personality, the traits I bring to the table. And obviously my athletic ability plays mm-hmm. a role. You can't say it doesn't.
0: Right. No, that's uh, that's awesome. I really like that. I like the tangent that we went on there and kind of – it goes in without saying, but – uh, how much does this play into your life and, and uh, how much does technology play into your life? I think, what is the underlying message that we took out of this, me- this kind of episode today? Yeah. I mean,
1: I I look at it maybe a little different that I haven't even said yet, but like everyone is watching. Yeah. Like okay. you, sure, having all these platforms are awesome. You can learn things from these platforms, but you also have to look at it in a 180 of like, hey, People are also looking at what the heck I put on social media. Mm -hmm. And you can't say that universities don't look at that. You can't say CEOs, managers, and leaders don't look at that. Like they 100% do. Mm -hmm. And they'd probably be lying to you if they said that they didn't look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can use it as a resource, an educational platform, uh, getting away from real world for a little bit. But then it's also important to post things that are also probably going to help others things that are informational, things that are going to look good on you or look good for yourself when you are applying to these universities down the line.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, uh, great wrap up there. Um, yeah, with that, uh, we thank you for listening to the next gen leadership podcast. If you found any of this information valuable, or you want to reach out with questions, feel free to do so. Our email is nolan.nextgen at gmail.com. Uh, Again, we are on pretty much every podcast platform uh, talking about the world of technology. That's where we've grown to that. So you can find us anywhere on the podcasting world. Um, If you have questions, again, feel free to reach out. But we thank you for taking some time and and gaining perspective into your own life here by listening to us. Uh, We hope you have a good rest of your night, and thanks again.